Hi everyone, my name is Project Gill and I'm your host from the Aware Panel. The Aware Panel is a weekly podcast which talks about different societal issues ranging from racism, climate change, mental health, homeschooling, businesses and so much more. We believe that society needs to change and with more awareness to these topics, we continue to talk about it. If you want to be a guest on my show, please go to the website www.theawarepanel.com or even DM us on Instagram at theawarepanel. And yes, make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to listen to the next 25 episodes of Season 2 and also listen to the 25 episodes on Season 1 as we already had so many amazing people coming on. Today we have Molly who talks about alternative medicine and anawasia which is a medicine that is helpful for self-healing and self-discovery and she talks about how she used alternative medicine to overcome depression her 27 years of depression so this was a very eye-opening episode and hopefully you guys will take something from it so yeah just gonna get on with the episode guys hi everyone and welcome back to the aware panel today we are joined by molly who will be speaking about overcoming depression with anhazia and speak seeking healing so Molly, do you want to introduce yourself in a bit more detail? Hi, Prav. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Yeah, my name is Molly. Um, I live in currently in Vancouver, British Columbia, and that's in Canada. And uh, yeah, I did struggle with depression for the first 27 years of my life um, and kind of went in and out of lots of suicidal ideation and um, kind of dark, dark places. And through really amazing circumstances, just meeting the right people, I was able to A, get support and B, access a plant medicine ceremony that basically saved my life. Um, And it's been the integration work around that ceremony. And the plant is called ayahuasca um, that has really informed the way that I live now. And it's the integration that continues to be the work that I do perfect perfect so yes so my first question to you is even for you were going through your depression why do you want to spread awareness about this um plant that basically saved your life I think because we are so conditioned in the west to follow western medicine um kind of follow the the norms so to speak and it does it just doesn't work for everybody just like ayahuasca doesn't work for everybody and i think we need to have a lot of compassion for ourselves and others to pursue the path that most connects to them for their healing and one of the things that i really love to promote is this intentional use of plant medicine just like with any psychedelics there are people who perhaps use them in a way that is recreational. They want to experience the psychedelics or they just want to connect to their higher self, which nothing is wrong, but the deepest healing that I've experienced has been going into my body through the sensations that I feel and allowing whatever emotions that have been pressed down through my depression to be fully expressed. And lots of that work has been learning how to listen to my body in the plant medicine ceremony and then integrating that 
after. That sounds great. Like, I I think you're the first person I ever approached who uses, like, plant medicines and not conforming to Western medicine. And I've never heard of it before. So it's really interesting to hear different holistic perspectives on, like, Russell's modern-day modern day medicine vessels like Asian history's medicine like integrating them together to be able to improve your health and like I've never tried any plant-based medicines before and it sounds really interesting I would challenge you Prav I would suggest that you have without knowing it um, you know if you think of the teas that you might drink that help soothe you you know even if it's just like as basic as a mint tea you know, this is a plant and it's medicinal. So it is a plant medicine, right? And we just don't, we don't often think of the things that are normal to us as being medicinal. But if you, you know, have a stomach ache or, or feel just out of sorts, if you have just a simple peppermint tea, then it can soothe you in a way that something else might not. So I would challenge you to think of all the other things that are already in your life. Definitely, like I am, I am trying to and t- transition into a vegetarian as I'm growing older. Like I used to be a vegetarian when I was younger. Like I've kind of had that plant based mind since I was younger, and because of health reasons, I had to transition into a meat eater. But I'm thinking of going back into a vegetarian as I'm getting a bit healthier now. Like it's just something I'm considering about at the moment. But yeah, so. I'd definitely be challenged by that. Like, it just sounds really interesting at the moment and how it helps you go over depression as well. So, yeah, so that leads on to my next question. Did the, like, when you started using, like, um, the plant overall, um, what assumptions did you have about it? Did you do your research and saw the benefits of taking it? Yeah, that's such a great question because there is a lot of, information out there about ayahuasca, as well as psilocybin mushrooms and MDMA and all sorts of other alternative medicines, um, especially in the psychotherapy world. Um, I assumed that if I went in and sat in an ayahuasca ceremony, it would magically heal me and I would never have to do any work ever again. And if I just sat in enough, then I would be healed. And that was that. That was a huge assumption, <laughs> and it was quite an probably quite an ignorant assumption, but I think one that lots of people have when they start working with plant medicine. You know, they're so desperate. I was so desperate to heal. You know, I walked into plant medicine ceremony and basically was like, "Hey, this is it. This is my last attempt at healing. And if it doesn't work, I'm allowed to gracefully exit this world." and you know, it did, it did work. It did relieve my depression, but only in that all of the emotions that were pressed down got lifted to the surface and I had to do the work after ceremony to feel them, to allow them to be integrated without pressing them down, without dissociating from them, without trying to ignore them or bypass them in any kind of way. And this is what healed me. But my assumption at the beginning of, you know, I'm just going to magically be healed. It's going to somehow, it's going to change the chemical makeup of my brain and rewire all sorts of neural pathways, which it does, but I wouldn't necessarily have to do the amount of work that I did. Um, 
and still continue to do. So that was a huge assumption that I had. Oh, definitely. Like, I think most assumptions that people have about alternative medicines and like plant-based medicines and health-wise, I think the assumption that people have is um, that it doesn't work or it's not scientifically proven. But sometimes some medicines don't need to be scientifically proven. Like, if you can see the benefits within yourself, then it works for you. It may not work for others, but why do you need scientific proof about a medicine that is working for you versus not working for someone else? And it's all about experimenting as well. I think so. And I think there's a way of experimenting where you are leaning into science that has been done um, and you're taking it a step further, perhaps. Um, I'm not science-based at all. I And I, I tend to, you know, the, the way that I grew up and the way that I have lived has been very much on kind of the fringe of of normal society and my beliefs and and what I think is possible. You know, there's a there's a spark of of belief in me in the impossible. And so I think that's why plant medicine and um, alternative medicines appeal to me more than Western medicine. Um, and, you know, I'm not, I think when we start to talk about pl- plant medicine bef- bet- um, kind of versus Western medicine, we get into this polarization of like one trumps the other, one's better than the other. And I don't think that's the case. I think we really do need to um, consider what we are going through, what our ailments are, and navigate that world like you say, holistically, but also in in partnership with each other. You know, there's certain things that I lean more into Western medicine with, and then there's other things that I'm 100% plant medicine. So I, I don't think it's a polarization of choosing one over the other, but just staying present with what you need and choosing what's best for you. Oh, definitely. Like, I agree with you when you say that, oh, one could be better than the other. Like, there's no competition between them. They're just medicine that could improve your health or improve your well-being as well. Like, even if you're healthy, I know some more people are now taking vitamins just because, like, the pandemic has really affected maybe the immune system or anything like that. So vitamins are also alternative medicines, if you think about it, because they're not prescribed by the healthcare system. You can buy them from the shops, just like alternative medicines. So I would consider vitamins like a alternative medicine because they're still replacing what you already have in the body to overcome certain things as well. Like, yeah, so there is some assumptions that people may have like with alternative medicines and it's something like it's something just simple as maybe taking a vitamin or you're having like something like mint tea or like anything like that and I think you know when we're talking about mental health too I think we can't not talk about um, SSRIs or antidepressant medication because it is something that so many people rely on and I think of them as a crutch like you would consider a crutch when you break your leg. You know, if you're using crutches, it's because what you're standing on doesn't support you. And so 
as you use crutches, you allow yourself to get stronger, you allow yourself to heal, and you give your leg space to go through that healing process. And I think, especially when we step into the plant medicine world, there's a polarization that happens specifically with antidepressants. And there's kind of like a, a pull, one's better than the other, and we demonize the medication that people need to take to to take care of themselves, to support their well-being and to get stronger. And I think, you know, we I think in the plant medicine community, we need to have lots of compassion for people doing what they need to do to get by, to strengthen and to to heal. And yeah, that's that's definitely one of the medicines that I I want to highlight to have compassion for yourself with and to really do what's necessary for you. Oh, definitely. It's all about mental health these days as well. Like people are now taking care of their mental health more than ever. And like things like self-discovery are increasing now. Like I just recently got into self-discovery and spirituality and all of that. And it really makes me think like, like life can be this way sometimes, but you start, you need to be positive and move forward and overcome the demons in your head really. But yeah, so that actually leads on to okay i actually you know i have a i think what you're saying is so important but i have a different concept that i want to offer and that's instead of overcoming the demons in our head can we accept them instead of trying to push them out or or demonize them as though they're bad can we say like you know let let's call our demons in our head our ego because that's what we often talk about and we kind of demonize the ego. We say, oh, it's bad. It's wrong. It's not doing the things like that I want to do. It's it's holding on to old patterns and it's ruining my life. Sure. We could have that dialogue with ourselves. But what if, what if the ego is there to protect us? And so all the patterns that we do that aren't serving us now, perhaps they served us when we were little mm-hmm. kids and the, and the ego just never learned. It's like, tried to protect us so much when we were little kids that it it locked on to this one mechanism and it's still using that same mechanism now even though it doesn't serve us anymore can we look at our ego and instead of demonizing it can we say thank you so much for being there for me and i accept you fully and even though i i can't use this pattern anymore I I understand that you are trying to keep me safe. And just that little bit of compassion starts to create space between ourselves and our patterns. So so beyond you know outgrowing our demons or or trying to get rid of our demons or covering them in positivity, can we really just love them and accept them for exactly what as they are? That's an interesting perspective actually because I've never really thought about that. The, I I can relate I can see I can see how it's relatable because everyone needs love these days everyone needs love and compassion no one needs hate or pushing away and what you're perceiving as you're perceiving those demons as an actual person and trying to love them and come to terms with absolutely them and they, they are a the person most. like they're a part of us so if we start to really push them away and and demonize them say that they're bad then we're we're calling ourselves bad it's a part of us so we're trying to push a part of us away and in this journey of self-realization you know can we have radical self-love 
and love and accept every single part of us, no matter how difficult that is. Um, and I think that's that's definitely my journey. That's definitely something that um, is the foundation of what I teach and what I offer my clients. It's this it's this self compassion piece. Amazing, amazing. So, yeah, my next question for you is. How has alternative medicine changed your perspective and overcome your depression, like your 27 years of depression? How do you think maybe this, these couple of alternative medicines really changed your life for the better? Oh my goodness. I am a completely different person than I was even four years ago. Um, I'm just about 31 now and I've been working with plant medicine since 27. Um, and I I can't quantify <laughs> the amount that I've changed through them. And really it comes down to being able to see myself. And this isn't just in ceremony that I'm able to do this. It's, you know, ceremony has taught me how to listen to myself, how to see myself for exactly what is present, as well as studying, you know, with people like Gabor Mate, um, studying the works of Byron Katie, A.H. Almas, all of these incredible psycho- psychological and spiritual teachers, um, you know, this this work is enormous and it goes far beyond just sitting in ceremony. Um, and I think the key is seeing myself. And when you bring awareness to all of those shadow parts of yourself or like the demons that you that you mentioned earlier, just that simple awareness of, oh, this is this is present allows you to create space within you and it allows you to to choose versus having those old patterns or having those old shadows be the drivers of your bus so to speak and so working with to answer your question a little more succinctly it's given me choice all the unconscious patterns that I had, I can now choose when I am conscious. Um, and, you know, this work is, this is part of integration. This is getting present, getting lucid in your daily life so that you can choose, so that you can um, be cognizant of the patterns that are trying to rule you. Um, and I think, yeah, does that answer your question? I, I don't know if I... Oh, it did answer my question, like, yeah, like, how it completely changed your life from being, like, this kind of person changing into another person, like, you feel like you're in the same body, but your soul may change, I don't know how I would describe it. I think my soul's, my soul's the same, but it's like, so my, my belief is that we, we have our essence, the essence of who we are. This is our our soul and spirit. And as we grow up and as we grow through life, we have pollution that collects within our tissue. And this pollution doesn't allow us to access the authenticity of who we are, our essence. And so as we clean it, as we move through it, we we move through the pollution and we start to clean it away. And so who you are all along, your soul, your essence, this shines through. And now you can be more of who you were all along versus being 
a subject to the patterns and behaviors and mannerisms of your trauma of of the pollution oh definitely like I completely understand where you're coming from like like how some be yeah I think a soul doesn't change regardless if you have different perspectives of life and yeah it's something to people may consider like you might have the same soul but your perspective on life may be different that's definitely what I think has been happening but I just wanted to ask you that question to challenge you a bit so yeah oh definitely so yeah my next question is what main lessons have you learned since going into alternative medicine oh well okay so I I want to be clear I think I've always been in alternative medicine like um instead of mm-hmm. instead of seeking more western help when I was younger my mom put me in yoga at 11 so there's been a connection to alternative healing and medicine throughout my life um including homeopathic medicine and Chinese medicine when I was much much younger so Alternative medicine has has always been around me. Um, I think plant medicine specifically, the lessons are <laughs> the lessons are enormous. And the biggest one is that the work is never done. And this is something that my community says. This is something that I say. This is something my teachers say. You know, the work is never done. We are human, and part of being human is to is to be unconscious sometimes. It is to make mistakes. It is to not necessarily see ourselves and the work to get conscious. And when I say conscious, um, I specifically mean, I don't mean kind of Mm -hmm. the, the work to get conscious is being present. It's having this discernment of what we see, this discernment of the truth. And I think we use the word conscious so much that we forget sometimes what it means. And I think truly it does mean to be able to discern the truth. So what can we discern the truth of within ourselves? Are we willing to sit with the uncomfortable truth that, you know, maybe I'm saying I'm I'm working towards something for the greater good of all, but perhaps my my deepest drive is greed. Perhaps my deepest drive is actually shame because I don't believe that I'm enough. So I need to prove that I'm enough outside. So even though we're not wrong to be who we are, this consciousness allows us to see the truth of who we are. And that truth out of it comes this spontaneous movement towards love and joy and peace and strength and more truth Mm -hmm, definitely I completely understand you there like I think people learn lessons on a daily basis like no one's ever gonna not learn something like everyone's learning on a constant basis even like elderly people they're always learning on a constant constant constantly and like even like I'm 20 and I'm a university student but I'm still learning outside university like learning life lessons and all of that so I completely relate where you're coming from and it just shows that no one can ever stop learning and that's one of the main lessons I learned about starting self-discovery and all of that and yeah definitely I completely get you there like 
And it's quite humbling too, Prav. Like, you know, sometimes even like, I think last year, two years ago, I thought I knew something about myself. And I was so like, I, I started to get into this state of like, oh yeah, I know this, you know. And then I had a, a lesson come at me from from the beautiful universe. And I had to sit down and realize like, oh, this this drive that I think I had is not actually coming from where I thought it was coming from. And it's very humbling, you know, to believe that the work is never done. I get my ass kicked sometimes for sure. <laughs> oh, definitely. You challenge yourself on a constant basis as well. Like even if you might have known everything about maybe this particular topic or you know everything about that, something's going to come at you and hit you like a ton of bricks. Honestly. And you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I love. You know, some of my teachers say if I ask them a question, you know, they say, I don't know. And I love it. I love it when people tell me, I don't know. With the curiosity of willing to learn, I think it's, it's so powerful. It's definitely powerful. And that's what ma- like mainly education and learning is all about. Even if you don't know anything, you're still learning, which is amazing. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to ask you one more question and then we're going to wrap up this podcast. So what advice would you give to people who are thinking about going into alternative medicine. The, the first thing that comes out is do your research on who you're working with. There's a lot of there's a lot of people who offer really beautiful things and then there's people who don't necessarily know what they're offering. So, you know, I think specifically with plant medicine, um, plant medicine, the way that I work with it, Um, And I'm not, you know, I'm a participant. I don't, I'm not offering plant medicine. This is all through my own experience, but it comes from really sacred traditions and traditional peoples, Um, the Shipibo people in Peru. If you're sitting in other forms of medicine, perhaps other plant medicine like psilocybin or peyote, it comes from the indigenous people in um, Southern North America and Central America. So it's, I think it's really important to know the roots of what you're seeking out and to go into it with good intention, you know, not to learn it and offer it to other people, but to really honor the truth of, of what you're seeking out and ask yourself, am I, am I willing to sit with the truth of myself and if the answer is no, if you're just wanting to connect with a higher self or if, if you're just looking to receive something and not necessarily do the work, then my best advice is to pause and just reconsider if this is the best modality for you. Um, and I know that answer might not make some people very happy because lots of people seek out plant medicine for those reasons. But I do think it's so important to be willing to do the work so that we're not putting this energetic load on the plants and the traditions that they come from. But we're going into it, excuse me, with good intentions and in maybe a right relation, not to say that I know what's necessarily right, but to do it with a good intention. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, like definitely take do your research find out who like find out which medicines may work for you even like even from like talking to people or something like that because it's something it's all about self-discovery and yeah and 
<laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, it can be sometimes, but it's learning the truth, which is amazing. So, thank you, Molly, for coming on to my show. It's a pleasure to have you. Oh, no worries. And yeah, do you want to promote something, maybe? Um, I think, yeah. I mean, if you're interested in learning about plant medicine, I offer um just some conversations on what I've been through and what some of my community members have been through. If I ha- also have a podcast called The Island Vortex, it's specifically highlights the people of Vancouver Island, um, which is really fun. It's a pretty special place. And um, yeah, I offer a few different things. Um, but I think this podcast episode was kind of about mental health and, and plant medicine. So yeah, my experience and the conversations that I have with people who've been in it way longer than I are probably the most specific. Um, but of course, if anyone wanted to connect with me on Instagram and check out more of what I do, my handle is Molly J Wilder. Perfect, perfect. So, yeah. So, thank you everyone for watching. Make sure you subscribe to the Aware Panel on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening on. Maybe even Google Podcasts, which is a new thing that just came up. But yeah, so and also follow our social medias at the Aware Panel dot Aware Panel. And if you also want to become a guest on my show, make sure to visit www.awarepanel.com. So yeah, so thank you guys for watching. Take care and bye. Thank you everyone for watching today's episode. I'm really glad that you loved the episode and I hope that the episode brought more awareness to you and you learned something new. So hope that's still in place. Thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, please put a review up on our Apple podcast and show some support as well by sharing it on your social media platforms. And we have next week's episode to come through. So make sure you listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. on software such as apple podcasts and spotify and other things like that so we're gonna see you in another episode guys